Hello everyone and welcome to the seventh episode of the Guelo Ramblings World Tour podcast. My name is Stephen Palmer and you might know me from being the co-host of the Asian Cinema Film Club podcast with Mr Elwood Jones or maybe my writing for easternkicks.com or maybe my own Asian cinema blog guelo-ramblingswordpress.com which of course is where this podcast gets its name. If you want to know about who I am and how we got here, I suggest you go back and listen to the first episode, and maybe all the others in between, and come back when you're all up to speed. Or just stay and wing it. Either way, you are most welcome. So last episode, I took you to France, and we looked at a couple of films led by iconic female performances. This episode, we'll visit Germany, and a couple of films starring Swiss actor Bruno Gantz. I had actually planned to talk about these two films when sketching out the podcast before I had laid down the first episode back in late 2018. It was both coincidental and sad that the star of this episode's films, Bruno Gantz, passed away on the 16th of February 2019 at the age of 77. Gantz was a colossus of German-speaking cinema, and you'll find works of his by such luminaries as Werner Herzog, Eric Römer and Wim Wenders. He also had roles in a number of English-language films, like Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, The Boys from Brazil, and the recent remake of The Manchurian Candidate, among others. I'm going to talk about two of his most famous roles, not only as a belated tribute to the actor himself, and because one, Wings of Desire, is simply one of my favourite films of all time. The other, the other, is something a little more complicated. Wings of Desire takes place in 1980s West Berlin, where the enclave city has been watched over by two angels, apparently since the dawn of time. Damiel, played by Gantz, and Cathael, played by Otto Sander, invisibly watch the lives of the city's inhabitants, observable only by children. They dutifully record what they have seen, a teeming city full of people, although many seem sad and disconnected. Damiel himself seems particularly unhappy with his situation, frustrated by the fact he can only see what is happening, unable not only to interact physically, but unable to experience other senses. These feelings are exacerbated by two people he encounters, first a lonely female trapeze artist, played by Solvig Dormartin, with whom he becomes fascinated, and then there is the draw of the American actor, who is visiting to make a film, Peter Falk. Yes, this is Peter Falk, playing Peter Falk, Lieutenant Columbo himself. It turns out that Falk can sense the presence of the angels, and with good reason, because he was once one of these immortal creatures himself. It transpires that angels can make a one-way trip to the mortal world, exchanging their wings and armour for a mortal but sensory-filled life. Damiel finally decides to do this, and experiences not only the basic joys of living, but he finally meets that trapeze artist. Wings of Desire, or Der Himmel über Berlin, is shot mostly in stark but beautiful black and white. The disconnected city of West Berlin has probably never looked so good. Think of it as a companion piece in that regard to Woody Allen's Manhattan. 
there are occasional glimpses of colour, usually when Damiel is connecting with the trapeze artist, and then more fully once he has stepped into mortal existence. But even then, it feels like a hyper-real colour, akin to the vivid, exaggerated tones of film processes such as Technicolor. Wenders offers up a version of West Berlin that is still separated by the wall, but it is interestingly a city that is not only multicultural, but one with a thriving counterculture, with young people seen at concerts, including a performance by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. This is a very accurate portrayal. At the time, West Berlin was surrounded by Soviet East Germany, but it was still very much part of West Germany. The inhabitants of this enclave city were not required to do any national service, so it attracted the youth of Germany, particularly those who were discovering different ways of being themselves. Interestingly, for a film about angels, I don't find it particularly religious in tone. These angels are almost like you and I watching a movie, observers to the world, unable to fully connect, but privy to the characters' inner thoughts. We can offer no solace to those in pain, no more than Damiel and Cassiel can. We can merely watch and observe. Only by leaving the cinema screen behind can we fully interact with the humans around us. I guess those who know me online realise I was initially driven to this film by the presence of folk. Some of my first writings on blogs were about Columbo and the love I have for it. But Peter Falk is actually more than a scruffy TV detective. He was a successful actor in American independent cinema, often within the work of director John Cassavetes. And here he is simply wonderful, with his fussy observations making complete sense when you realise the conceit that he is also once an angel. Gantz, of course, holds the whole show together. Mournful as an angel, you feel his pain at being unable to interact with the world. With one moment, he's silently comforting a dying man, the scene of a road accident, powerful with his facial expressions, making up for the fact he's unable to converse. And then, once he is mortal, the sheer joy is infectious. Wings of Desire is not a straightforward film. Much of it seems to meander without plot, concentrating on what appears to be random, disconnected stories of various individuals. It builds up to a study of both the human condition and also a history of a city in a unique place and situation. It uses religious imagery to talk about quite secular ideas. The film has no real plot to talk of and we leave the film unsure about the future of our main protagonist. Even Falk's character is one we could debate. Is he convincing angels to enter the mortal world because living is simply better? Or could we make the argument that something more sinister is at play? When he repeats his patter with Damiel, one could argue he's a salesman, maybe a conman, encouraging angels to take the pleasures of the flesh at the expense of their commitment to some higher purpose. It's a beautiful and complex film, and one I could happily debate with people for hours. And it is also something else. The Berlin Wall would fall within a couple of years, and this version of West Berlin would simply cease to exist. Director Wim Wenders did not know this at the time, but Wings of Desire is also an historical document of the city, a visual essay about a fairly unique time and place. He'd actually go back to this story a few years later, 
with far away so close, and when he looked at a unified Berlin and picked up the story again. It's a reasonably good film, but simply not at the level of Wings of Desire. Now, Wings of Desire is a fantasy film, albeit one that explores deep existential questions. Downfall is something else altogether. It's the historical story of the last few days of Hitler's Germany, about events taking place in the Führerbunker, as Germany's leaders struggle with impending defeat. Front and centre in this movie is Gantz's portrayal of Hitler himself. It isn't actually the first time that this story has been committed to film. Anthony Hopkins played Hitler in The Bunker, a 1981 made-for-TV movie by George Schaefer. But this is the first time Germans would be attempting to look at their past. Germany has a problem in talking about this era of their history, struggling with barriers that are emotional, ethical and in some cases legal. How does one represent the very worst they have been, without either elevating men like Hitler by casting a potentially sympathetic eye on them, or by over-demonising those who are complicit to such a degree that no healing could ever take place? For what it's worth, I believe downfall, or der Untergang, takes the most sensible path. It takes the source material, eyewitness accounts, written memoirs and so on, and tries to play everything with the straightest of bats, although moments of invention are there for dramatic effect. It chooses to add a layer of symbolism too, ensuring that two characters that were indeed complicit are able to both suffer for their crimes, but also represent a chance for a more hopeful future, for reconciliation. We can't talk about downfall without looking at Gantz's Hitler. He was undecided initially about taking the role, but after a degree of soul-searching decided this was a story worth telling. His Hitler is a man in serious decline. Gantz subscribed to the theory that Hitler was in the grip of Parkinson's disease, and so his physical performance is influenced by this. Hand tremors, physical frailty, are all part of the fully realised character he inhabits. He's able to balance the requirements of the role. As tasteful as it might be, it is clear that Hitler must have been at some point charming and charismatic, otherwise no one would have followed him. These moments are restricted to an early flashback and some of his briefer interactions with some of the female cast, but they need to be there. Sadly, this film is probably best known for one of the rants that Hitler has at Otto Gunsch, which somehow has become a popular internet meme in which the subtitles are replaced with all kinds of alternate words, from the prosaic to the mundane. And eventually, like the internet tends to do, once the filmmakers ask for the memes to be removed from YouTube and other similar services, it was used to complain about the censorship itself. It's all very amusing, but it's also very important to realise the reason this is such a reference clip, because the original performance is just so powerful. This isn't just a film about Hitler, mind you. He commits suicide, off-screen, deliberately as not to give the act any power, around the end of the second act, and we follow other characters through to the conclusion. 
The film also noticeably doesn't talk about the Holocaust, other than via a couple of spoken lines, which by all accounts was a deliberate choice by the filmmakers, who did not wish to dilute what the film was actually about, rather than attempt any revisionist history. Downfall is a fascinating film, with Gantz's performance one for the ages. It is not without problems, not just in its depiction of the main cast of characters, but in the way it maybe goes a little too softly on a couple of other main players. Specifically, Ernst Gunther Schenk, who is made out to be cut from a different cloth than the other Nazi officers, but in truth he has some troublesome skeletons in his historical closet. Go look him up on Wikipedia. A film does little that is spectacular, other than the performances, and it's hard keeping all the various characters straight in your head. Indeed, most of us won't have heard of most of the players, with only Hitler, Goebbels, Eva Braun and Albert Speer being names that are known in the international vernacular. Like Wings of Desire, this is a film that documents a time and a place. It doesn't dress things up with weighty philosophical questions, but tries to recreate from sources, things that actually happened, that were actually there. And whatever your feelings might be about making a film about this subject, remember this paraphrased quote from Spanish-American philosopher George Santayana, those who do not know history's mistakes are doomed to repeat them. So there we have it, two German films starring Swiss actor Bruno Gantz, and actually both are very much about the city of Berlin during two very specific time periods, one a story about the human condition that is painted on the canvas of West Berlin at a unique time in its history, the other an attempt to dramatise the historical record, and one that has to walk the finest of lines with regards to how Germans are able to portray the antagonists and protagonists of a time period that's probably still too raw for the national psyche to properly process. You should now be able to find the page for the podcast on Facebook. Just search for Guelo Ramblings World Tour or look in the episode description. If you want to contact the show, give feedback, or maybe tell me about your favourite German films, or suggest something for a future episode, feel free to contact me there, or via email on thingsfallapart at hotmail.co.uk. And please feel free to give me a review, share episodes with people you think might like it. And remember, I'm not here for large numbers of subscribers, but I do like to know I am not just talking to myself. You might have noticed that I've added some special episodes where I look at films that simply inspire me to talk about them. They might be from anywhere, any time, any genre, so keep checking your feed. The latest is about the wonderful animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Next episode, we'll go and visit Russia, and we'll have a look at one film which is basically a technical marvel, and then explore a film by that most famous of Russian directors, Andrei Tarkovsky. Until then, it's guten Tag, danke and auf Wiedersehen.